0: Raisin Man Arena.
1: Are lives awesome or what?
2: <laughs> Damn,
0: dude. Bro, that's I love Sunday true. night. I love Sunday night. I get so fucking hyped up. Damn.
2: But if I wasn't...
0: If I, we weren't
2: doing Raisin Man, I would still listen to that music on Sunday night.
0: <laughs> Hell yeah. And
1: chat with your three best friends. Yeah. I got a fucking... Beer, a microphone, and my three best friends.
0: And your little, and sad, tired <laughs> <laughs> little sad, tired mood.
1: My little sad, tired mood.
2: That's all you a need. Great night. Yeah. Booze, friends, Twitch, um, microphones. Yeah. Making sure the mic that if they're getting recorded correctly. That's all you need.
3: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
1: mm-hmm.
2: Making sure you're not dropping mm-hmm. frames on the Twitch stream, making sure auditions working. That's all you need on Sunday night. Mm-hmm. Oh,
1: that and a girlfriend, uh, <laughs> and brother. Damn. Brother, I'd be, be ready to retire. Yeah,
0: everyone in the chat's talking about, about how they all have partners. That's really great. Wait, are, <laughs> is that what everybody's saying? Yeah, everyone. Everyone who's in the chat is got someone. Isn't that right? Um, if you scroll up, call. yeah. So
2: Pedro does.
0: Or if anybody doesn't have anybody, say who you are and what you're looking for in someone else. Yeah, and who you want. Who you want? Say who you are and who you want, and we'll see if we can make it happen.
1: (laughs) We can, yeah.
0: Guys, I see there's
2: 15 people in the chat. If you're home, give us a big round of applause. Sarah, Sam, big round of applause. I know no one can hear you. You're at home. You don't have a microphone, but just give us a big round of applause. Thanks for being here. Give yourselves a big round of applause for being here.
0: Oh, damn. Thanks for being here, oh shit, it looks like, okay, Seth doesn't have somebody, Seth tell us who you want, and we'll see if we can make that happen, uh, Carly's got somebody, she says partnered up, hell yeah, okay, great, I don't want anybody in Raisin Nation to be alone tonight, I want everybody, we're (laughs) gonna get somebody for everybody. And you know what,
2: nothing, nothing gets the juices flowing more than the Raisin Man Twitch stream. Hell yeah. If you're there with your partner, nothing's gonna get you in the mood more than listening to us three. No way, yeah. no way. We
1: did have one of the horniest uh, comedy shows when it was live. That's right. You know?
2: Bro, okay, vaccines coming out by by January 1st. So we're Raising doing... Raisin Man live show. Raisin Man live show, New Year's ball drop. I'm calling it New Year's. New Year's. This is over. Yeah.
1: I've already given Polly a thousand dollars. I've already floated in a thousand dollars to buy drinks and cover the cost of the door. So it'll only be another and,
0: ten thousand dollars that yeah. we need to raise through the event
1: and to cover. Yeah. it And I already gave the bartender a fake uh, Venmo uh, account that will we'll be able to receive to to money.
2: Running, running that show was like going to the cas- the casino and hoping that you just didn't lose any money.
1: Yeah, That's totally. Right. That's right. I sometimes I felt like it, <laughs> I have an image of us, like of us walking around that space as the as the show is happening. But we're all in like suits like we're in casino and we're like we go up to different people and we're like like Peter's working the door and it's like, hey, Peter, like how's the money coming flowing in?
0: Yeah. Great and then, it,
1: and then the, it walks And I walk past the bartender And I'm like great job it's looking good tonight And then I like hug one of my friends And then I go over to the DJ space You know yeah, Passing you go to the out 20s and you do a tipping line. people
2: <laughs> You do a line You go yeah. in the restroom. people are getting Damn. Lap dances
1: <laughs> uh, I, I go up to I go up to Flippin and I say um, uh, Josh Fadiman Is here and Felipe nods at me And then I, I keep walking past
2: him Yeah you know? and, I, and I look at the corner Josh Fadham Three three women on Josh Fadham Just sucking on his neck And he's doing lines And I'm like jo- Yeah I, I saw him already
1: jo- Josh Fadham just arrived here from LA He wants to do 8 minutes You got it
3: I have you the it. biggest we'll sunglasses you you've ever half. seen Yeah <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: Got it. I'll clear. I'll, I'll clear the rest of the performance Man. for the night. We'll Just cut the widest
2: sunglasses you've ever seen. The straightest shoulder. The straightest shoulders in my suit you've ever
1: seen. Exactly. Exactly. Uh.
0: Yeah, but the reality was, I remember being at the. It was the third Razor Man show, I guess. And Sarah, Felipe's ex-girlfriend, who's a fan of the show. Uh, we were really anxious, and she was like, all right, I get it, you guys were anxious the first two times, but this is like the third time. Is it going to be like this every time you do it? Like, you shouldn't keep doing it if this is how it makes you feel. It got worse every time. Yeah, it got time. worse. It got way worse every time. So.
3: It got worse
2: every time. We were yeah. like, what if What if instead of um, just letting Polly handle the money, what if we put money up front, and then we just hope we make it back? That'll be less stressful.
3: Yeah. <laughs> That's what we thought. Damn.
2: Well... I know we do talk about the Raisin Man live show, like, we've talked about it a few times on here, but I am starting to feel like, okay, we're about to do, like, a full, a full lap. Like, we're getting to the point where coronavirus was about to start last year.
0: Wow, that's
2: right. When we're, like, okay, would we have had, did we have a December Raisin Man Arena live show? No, we had a January. We didn't have a December one? in October
1: we had a November yeah we decided we'd do it every two months
0: and then right exactly
1: (laughs) (laughs) it was so so onerous and horrible and and you just you can't ask Sarah's friends to show up like once a month to something like that every month every month you You have to spurs it out yeah
0: they got a lot of places to go um
1: (laughs) yeah
2: well i mean the point still stands we're about to we're about to no i know we should start it back up that's the rule
1: once it's a year you have to start it live again
0: yeah
2: right well that that's why we canceled it that we said i'm only canceling this if we get to do it in a
3: year
0: right well of course i remember what was funny about us trying to cancel it was we wanted to cancel it when we heard the coronavirus was happening um (laughs) But then we we weren't going to because we were afraid that the real reason we were canceling it was because it was so stressful to do it that we just wanted it out. Right. We didn't want to be quitters. <laughs> we were afraid of being quitters. <laughs> and being and I, yeah quitters in front of each was, other. Yeah.
1: There was, I remember, so there was like Ladies Who Ranch, right? They, they canceled their show. And then there was another big show that was happening at 444. And it got canceled. It got canceled. And that was, I think, our huge turning point where it's like, we're going to look like assholes. If
0: we- yes. Because then- well,
2: at first we were like, are we going to look lame? Are we going to look like pussies? Like, we're like we're too scared. afraid of this yeah. thing that's not real. Um, but it would have definitely been a super spread event. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's right.
1: And then I think there was also a line of thinking, which is like, well, if all the other shows are canceled, like, everyone's going to come to ours," <laughs> you know? <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I remember. We'll at
1: least break even this time around. <laughs> Damn.
0: <clears throat> what were you gonna say, Sarah? I rem- I just was remembering other shows <clears throat> got canceled this week. I remember, please don't destroy, canceled the show. It was like all in one night, it all fell, and it was all starting with the Ladies' Here Ranch open night, and that's what we'll say in the oral history of the coronavirus and its impact on the alternative Brooklyn comedy scene. So that that was the bellwether, and then everything.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Collapse. Well I
2: think early on the only people who believed coronavirus was real was like you had to be a real care lord right oh, away. Oh yeah. Because <laughs> at first it was like this isn't real like fuck off but there were a few people who had been reading the scary newspaper articles and they were kind of ahead of the curve.
1: Damn. I hope Adam McKay makes like a, a, a big short style movie about the, the night that uh, the comedy Brooklyn comedy scene collapsed.
0: Me too.
2: I thought you were gonna say it would be like, like Chinese scientists in the lab, like talking to the camera about how they're about to release the coronavirus.
1: <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, that could work too, man. As long as I'm depicted in it. <laughs> um, um, Felipe, I was talking to Will the other day, and he was saying he told me Felipe thinks that everybody's live credits are going to be canceled, basically once. People start doing live shows again, and it will be live like live
0: credits. What do you talk? What do you mean?
1: Like, like essentially, yeah. everyone's back to zero once, once uh uh there's live shows again. It's like, like there's I, no I, one who's gonna be like booked more uh, or less. I guess I gotta start it, over I, doing
0: I, open mics um from zero. Yeah,
1: I get. I, I do not You know, I, I didn't really pry into what he meant by it. No, actually, I I we'd be the, you, we'd
2: stand to gain the most. You know. You, me, Sam booked alongside
1: The Greats. I'm really
2: drunk. The Greats. I am um, Janine Garofalo. Mm.
1: That's
0: yeah, the I, first mean, you guys, I, I
1: think of you guys just... would have a little bit more to gain than me. You know, I I'd already had a kind of a couple of credits.
0: That's right, yeah. In, so. Yeah. I have everything. Yeah, that to gain. Bl- that
2: Blumpkin video. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, I was kind of like I had, a bu- I had a bunch of shows I was going to, you know.
0: I had some shows lined up that I think I was, like, going to maybe bomb. So I sort of felt <laughs> uh, mixed feelings when they all got canceled. I had, like, uh, the first time I had had maybe four shows or something in a one week that I was going to be on, which had never happened to me before. And uh, I maybe got to the first one, and I bombed on that one. And then I had three more, and I was like, well, you know, we'll see. I'm going to be doing the same material, so... Uh, and then everything got canceled that week. So Well me too. Sarah, you All were the- a star. Thank you. Yeah, you were you were heating up. Thank you. Wow, wow, thank you. Um that's how I remember it too. <laughs> well-
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> you hear that, Adam McKay? That's how we remember it, okay? <laughs> um
2: Can I say just... no, toward... wait, sorry, go go.
0: I was gonna change the subject. You go.
2: Well, I'll say this towards the end of last year, my biggest worry, uh, I mean one of my biggest worries. Maybe my number two worry was that uh, my number one worry was that I was going to get broken up with. But my number one, <laughs> uh, my number two worry was that I wasn't getting booked enough. I was really sad about it. Like it was really, it had really been bothering me because I'd been working really hard on live stuff and I just didn't get booked. Um, and then literally the week before coronavirus had been booked on like three or four or five shows.
0: Damn. Which
2: was huge. unheard
0: of. It was huge. And then it didn't happen. Yeah. What's funny is I remember at the beginning of coronavirus, like everybody, I, I remember having all these stories about like, oh, I had all this shit. I was going to do all these shows at the garage. Like I had these plans. I had this documentary I wanted to shoot. And I thought it was so singular to me that I had this sense that everything in my life was just about to happen. If only I had had the months go on as planned. And then you came to right. realize as time passed, that like everyone has that feeling about their life. Basically. I right. think unless, you're, yes, yes, unless you're having a depressive episode, you do have a sense that like the next month, Something is going to happen and it matters. No one was like, well, I didn't, wasn't going to do anything this summer or the next year anyway, so it's cool. Um, yeah, everybody got their shit fucked up.
2: I'm glad coronavirus happened. <laughs> nothing was going to... I wasn't going to do, do anything <laughs>
3: next
1: month. But... <laughs> hey, guy. Hey, little guy.
2: My fucking... My next month was just... I was going to be the same shit. So I'm glad coronavirus happened. Now oh, everybody's man. on my level. <laughs> everybody's with me. Hey, that's not oh, fair. Staying inside. That's not fair.
0: Playing Zelda. That's not fair. We should all get our choice.
1: Sorry, yeah. I just keep this guy in my backpack yeah. sometimes.
2: <laughs> <laughs> hey, you let like me that? out. Let me out.
1: Well, I mean, I'm just, yeah, let me out of your backpack. backpack.
2: <laughs> if you're not going to let me out, I'm going to jack off in here.
1: No, don't jack off. Sorry. am gonna guys. jack off
2: in your backpack. Ah, That's
1: my kid. He <laughs> jacks off sometimes. Nah.
2: I'm a dog. I'm a nah. dog, dude.
1: Nah, he's my kid.
3: No. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Anyways, mm. so you're you got you You're doing five minutes tonight.
0: <laughs> I want to say this is on a different subject. Um, please. I was with Sam earlier this weekend, and he was talking about dating, and he referred to a type of person that he dates as being, um. Culturally conventional, instead of saying normie, which I think is really funny. um It's like because normie is a slur for a normal person, but culturally conventional yeah. is positive or at least and, sort of interesting. Yeah. And basic is misogynistic. And basic's misogynistic. That's a, a gendered term, but yes. the culturally conventional—that's just exciting. And I think I'm—I'm going to say that. I thought that was funny. You said that.
1: Yes. Um. Yeah. No, I think it's true. What, what other funny stuff did I say?
0: A, mm, <laughs> that's
1: all, no, that I, is the only
0: I, thing. Yeah, <laughs> <that really. laughs>
1: no, I think it's true. I think it's true. My mom said this to me. Um, she said
2: this to you? Your mom. Who, she's not like, you know, she doesn't have the same, you know, normie versus whatever else distinction. You know, your mom's not like a hip. She's a, she's a middle-aged person. She can tell no, she, that you wait. date culturally conventional
0: women? How does yeah, no, she
1: have to read on the culture? She didn't say yeah. I was interrupted. What she was <laughs> going to say is what she was going to say is Sam I think you date you, you're you like you don't really want a girlfriend which is the, the, she said hate to, hear. You hate to
2: You hate to hear when other people tell you what you want subconsciously. <laughs> it's not fun. When people say you think you want X but you say that but you actually want Y. Well I
1: respected it. She, I was like she was like, so Sam we, we this was over Thanksgiving, and she's kinda of joking, she's like, So Sam, like what's up, you know, like what's in your dating life? And I was like, I don't know, I was dating this person who I liked, but then like, you know, I ended things, you know, for so and so reason. And then I was like, Mom, what do you think about my dating life? And she's like, Well, you know that saying hunger is the best sauce? Mm. And she was like, I just don't think you have any hunger right now. You like, think, think you that if you wanted interested. a
2: girlfriend you would put up with you'd put up with the boring, bland, stupid Bottom of the barrel.
1: Yeah, I mean, if yeah, right. Um,
2: uninspiring, uninteresting, bitch. Fuck. You're saying Um, that if you really uh, wanted a girlfriend, you would. You that wouldn't be a problem.
1: No. No. If I, I what I'm saying is what I'm saying is looking for a girlfriend. Like I'm not looking for a girlfriend. Is basically what I'm saying. And if I were, I would be looking for someone who. Who I'd want to be basically my best friend because a girlfriend is like a partner is basically your best friend who you sleep with. No, you've misunderstood
2: what your mom said. Hunger (laughs) is the best sauce. You put the sauce on the bland food. She's saying you have no hunger, therefore, the bland food is bland. If you had the hunger, it would have the no. sauce. She's not saying no, hunger is wrong. the best no, way wrong. to find no. the food you want to go you're eat. Because she, she would wrong. say hunger so is wrong. the right way to go find the right food. <laughs> no, wrong. She's saying but hunger is wrong. the best sauce. You put Felipe, it on the bland you're food. Wrong, yeah, you're dude. dead wrong. And you're digging yourself wrong. a bigger dude, hole. Yeah. Well, then let me ask you this: My and mom
1: listens to this podcast. My mom listens to this podcast. Let me ask you this:
2: What are you not doing? You're looking for a person you like. You have a very clear. You have a very specific list of things you want. You're looking. No,
1: I, I won't share with you what my mom says about you on the podcast, <laughs> no. but, uh, but let me just say Fuck. what this behavior did right you now even is bring indicative. That up?
0: Yikes! <laughs> yeah, I-
2: you'd be you'd be dead without me.
0: <laughs>
2: you'd be you'd be in a ditch, dude.
1: <laughs> you'd be by the side of the road without me. <laughs> Damn. Uh, yeah, but the point is, is is that hunger. The sauce is. If you want something, food is much better... Wh- like, Jesus Christ. The point is, I don't want a girlfriend. Explain
2: it, dude. Explain it. I can explain, explain it. it because- I can explain it. Explain it, Sarah.
1: Explain it, Sarah.
0: Um, It's like... So, you know s- sauces, you put them on different foods, and they sort of change the flavor. Sure. Yeah. yeah. So, the best sauce is, h- is hunger. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, because hunger makes the, the food taste better. And uh, I think for Sam to... W- Uh, In order to fall in love with somebody, you would need to really want to fall in love with them or fall in love with someone in general. Otherwise, no person will really seem appealing enough. I'd want to be in a relationship with them like that's literally the... what i'm saying that's not you're what you corro-
2: you have corroborated my point well tell me well, say back to me what i said because what you said is what i said it was hard to even understand you you
0: were like yeah
1: what you were saying flea <laughs> is ra- what ra- i thought ra- you were ra- saying ra- Felipe, ra- is ra- that who knows if i if i wanted to be in a relationship i would find the conventional people i was dating interesting yeah Corre- and that's not what i'm saying
2: but i think that's what your mom was saying
1: no, it's not what she was saying. To okay, me.
2: I don't know what else your mom said, but the <laughs> metaphor by itself—if you put it on a little pedestal with nothing around it—that's what the metaphor says to me. If Sam's mom is listening, say it out loud. Say what you meant. You're not in the chat, but just say it. Say it <laughs> She's to yourself. Driving in the car. <laughs> yeah. And if someone in the chat Nick,
1: son, Sam.
2: <laughs> if you're in the my chat, my lovely little Sammy. Please give, throw me a fucking bone over here.
0: so that's everything for Dating Corner and how everything's going. With well, that went dating. great. <laughs> <laughs> Our regular dating module
1: update. Thanks for yeah. DJing that, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: Um, yeah. I was going to... I've been... Sarah, you know how we were talking about how your friends and I have a mantra that... To, I hate myself I want to die yeah yeah that that has been on turbo right now in my life
0: mm. yeah, it's just playing it's living in your rent free in your head play, playing living all the time living rent
2: free in my head like a skipping record like a melody in my head that I can't that got me <laughs> going now <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> but can't you imagine it being six months from now and you're like the happiest you've ever been and you're like the, uh, the king and you have everything you ever wanted
2: yeah. Well, ironically, like I have a lot of the things that I want, you know, I get to, the, okay, no, this is actually, this is, this is the crux of it. This is the crux of it. I think I've been, I've been eating too much candy. What I mean by that is I've been doing the things that I like on in the short term, but they're not nourishing me.
1: Mm. And, Like what?
2: Too many video games, too much computer time, and I'm <laughs> and I'm am f- feeling it like uh, like like waves on loose sand, just eating away at my at my at my happiness. But it feels good at first.
0: But then
1: it, that depresses me even more. Yes, yes,
0: yes. <laughs> That's what I was gonna say. It's funny to me that you fully indulging in all your immediate pleasures is like spending six hours on the computer working on your 3D digital art project thing. Like, that is not, I think, what a normal person would think of as, like, just being self-indulgent. That seems to be sort of being, um, involved in your work in a tedious way. But...
2: Well, I do like, I do like my work, but I think it's gotten to a point where it's almost like, uh, it's almost like the only thing I know how to do is, like, three, and I love it, like, I, I've i been loving 3D modeling, but I think that I, I need something to kind of get me outside of my body, you know what mm. I mean?
1: Like, mm. Yoga.
2: Like yoga, a kind
1: of tantric sex act,
2: a political movement that invigorates me mm. in the service of a larger cause, a sort of re- religious zeal.
1: I'd give you a, um, sh- I'd do shibari ropes on you, Felipe, if you were here. What's that? That's like a, it's like a sex thing where you like kind of tie someone up in all these knots and hang them from the ceiling.
2: That could be cool. Have you, you ever gotten, gotten your it
1: done to you? It, what? You
2: were
1: going and dumped Have, you? uh Yeah. When? Yeah. Yeah. When I was at that sex club,
0: hmm.
1: there was this guy that. who was like That's doing really it interesting to people. Yeah, about
0: about. <laughs> <that. laughs> uh,
1: there was this guy who was doing this to people at this sex club that I was like kind of briefly uh, like a member of. Um, and it was funny because he was doing it, but he clearly wanted to be doing it to girls more. And I was like, can I try? I really am curious. I want to try this. And he was like, yeah, sure. And it, and it it's tough because it takes a long time to tie someone up. Like it takes like 15, 20 minutes. So he only kind of half did it. Like I was hanging, like I had my hands tied behind my back in a certain way. And I was like lifted off the ground like, um, like this. But then he was like, all right. Uh, does anyone else want to try it? Oh. <laughs> Damn!
0: Wow. Were you naked? Yeah,
1: I don't think I was a good enough subject.
0: Were you naked or tied up?
1: Uh, no. At that point, no. I had I had my shirt off, but I think I had pants on.
0: Did you get horny?
1: Um, not really. I was kind of excited, like the way a kid gets excited for like a new activity. But I don't think I was horny. Word. it's a little bit painful and, and there's all these people watching you and stuff right. and people walking in another room and, and you're like getting that, it so. done by
2: a guy who doesn't totally want to be doing it to you yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm impressed at your willingness to put yourself forward for that knowing that that guy doesn't want to tie you up in sex knots yeah.
1: <laughs> and then I was like, can you fuck me in my mouth and ass? <laughs> She's like, uh, nah. Uh, can I get so- ah, nah. Can I get someone
2: else? Can I get someone else Anyone up at the ropes? Do this? Anybody else want to get up at the ropes? Come fuck on, me man. in my mouth and ass. <laughs> oh, damn. And he's like, Tying you up. And he's like, and right about now is where I would fuck you in your mouth and ass. But let's just, we want to get everybody cycled through. So, you know, just imagine what that would be like. <laughs> <laughs> Can you wait? Can you tell? Can you talk about the sex club and what that was like? I feel like you haven't talked about it yet.
1: Sure. Yeah. Um. It's this club called NSFW. Uh. Anyone can join. You have to apply to join, but like anyone can apply, and it's
2: yes, but not everyone can get in. Tell them about that.
1: Not everyone can get in. It's like Skull and Bones. Um. No. I, skull and Bones. Know... Nice. Yep. <laughs> and. <laughs> uh yeah so you apply and then what it was before coronavirus happened was they had this space in the west village that was a former escape the room and that they had like sex parties there and what happened basically is you paid like a lot of money you paid like a hundred dollars for a ticket and you would go And there's all these rules that you have to agree to beforehand like don't be a creep you can't touch people in this way you have to ask for all these things always ask for permission always ask for permission and they have different kinds of themed nights some for couples some for singles some that are weed themed some that are like um like a person will come in there and do a little show or there will be like a a kink one or one that's just for men or one that's just for queer people stuff like that and I went to this one. The first one I was called was called Noobs Only. It's just for new members, and you go there. And the coolest thing about the place is that it's wait. So the noobs, noobs only.
2: Nobody has ever fucked.
1: Yeah, (laughs) nobody knows how to fuck. Virgins only. Mm-hmm. Wow. yeah except the one guy who's the head of it <laughs> and you cool have to for fuck him. Him. Yeah, cool <laughs> for him and and you have to speak in all this sanskrit and stuff and yeah. um and like pray and do yoga and like cool. 10 years of sound organ um <laughs> yeah it, it it the the place is the coolest thing about it like it's like you could do anything in here and it would be exciting and people are having sex and that's like the most exciting thing that can happen so it's it's pretty exciting um and they've got all the rooms themed different things and tricked out and designed in all these different ways um And you have to wear all black. There's all this kind of corny stuff, which is ultimately why I stopped doing it. Because I was like, this is corny and kind of expensive. And I had a a bad, a single bad experience the third time I went. And I was like, this isn't for me anymore. Mm. But the first time I went and I met all these nice people and it was fun and I had sex. And then I went again and... I also had sex that time and it was fun, but it was also more like people there, like couples there who were like looking for someone else to have sex with. And then the third time I went and I was like, oh, this sucks. And it was like not enough people there to have the really make it feel like a party. Um, Wait, what was the bad
2: experience in and of itself?
1: I didn't have sex like I didn't really connect with anyone there it it felt like being in a party and I went alone and like I I, so I didn't have anyone there that I knew and I went there and I was like oh I don't I don't want to sleep with these people and then the the two or three people who I was like oh I could sleep with this person like they didn't want to sleep with me Mm, yeah and
2: Taylor's oldest time
1: yeah go to the sex club
2: the people you like don't like you back
1: (laughs) yeah yeah so I ended up just giving this guy his blowjob, and then <laughs> then nice. I left. Mm.
2: Um, yeah, good way to good way to tie it up, Sam.
1: Thank you. Gay joke. A <laughs> yeah, little tie gay up. joke, and there we're gone. <laughs> um, no, I I learned there was two. F- I learned that I like being whipped, which is fun. Um, and then I and then another thing, funny thing. about oh, you like about being whipped? This place. Yeah, it's really fun. Did like you someone get tied me down. Stacks? this woman not during sex no this woman this one was like oh i know a lot about this kink stuff like do you want me to like tie you tie you down like to this they have like one of these things that's like a cross mm. and you and you get tied to it and then she like whipped me and she was really nice she's like oh do you want it? like do you like it harder and i was like yeah can you do it harder and she's like she whipped me harder and she's like is does that feel good and i was like yeah that I'm feels like, really wh- good and she's wait, like
0: whoa that feels really good and yeah yeah. wow that's cool (laughs)
1: yeah (laughs) and she was so nice and she's like you look good and then she like kept whipping me
0: wow
2: did you get um but the
1: guy who owned this business and like was running it was this real like he was like he had this alt guy turned startup guy energy like he had this beard and he looked cool but then he was like when you talked to him he was just like in a room like smoking weed like a lot of weed and he was just like yeah my goal for the place is just to have like a sex club basically in any city in the world and it would be like a um uh like a soul
2: fuck, cycle you
1: told me. A, a soul cycle yes that's what he said he's like yeah my hope is that it will be like soul cycle you just like are a member and you can basically just like hit one up in any city you want you know and just like people having sexual experiences and and, and, and he had this kind of corporate energy. And then I started connecting it when I was talking to people at the parties. I was like, oh, there's a whole community in New York of people who go to sex clubs. And when I asked them what this one is like, they're like, this is the fanciest version of what I've gone to. Ah, interesting.
0: Carly's saying in the comments that she's looked it up and it's very expensive.
1: Yeah, it's, it's very expensive. Yeah. Um, and yeah and so and they're like the other sex clubs that i go to are like in a gym and people are in costumes and it's weird and it's like uh and it's and it can be feel a little creepier and a little more chaotic and i Mm. was like oh that's kind of what i imagine it to be like a little and it's like a little more hippy dippy and people like wearing um a lot of like uh uh, like, sequence and, and, like, being really into astrology and, like, having um, sparkles on their face and stuff like that mm. and dressing up as, like, elves and stuff like that. That's what <laughs> I imagined it being Can like.
2: Can I ask you, Sam? I feel like one thing that... If I was in a place where sex... Uh, also, if you're just tuning in, Raisin Man, Sam just talked about the sex club that part of. I think that if I wasn't something like that what would kind of turn me off is like I like it's like it's not very mysterious, right? You're just going to have sex. People are there to have sex. They're having sex. There's not like all of the mystery and
0: of whether or not you're going to get to have sex. You do you think you get off so much on not being sure?
2: Oh, my mic is quiet. Fuck.
1: Yes. Yes, it is quiet. Um I think sex is the actual once you start having it it is actually the most boring part of the event mm. the exciting part is hours before and then showing up and then being at the party and being like who am I gonna have sex with mm. like oh my god and and also wait do they
2: have a party like in uh like in um like in laser tag they have a lobby where you're like meeting people and then they deploy you and then you're free to have sex you can kind of like get <laughs>
1: you <run around. laughs> yeah yeah and a little eight-year-old is, like, the best one. Yeah, you're, play, you're, <laughs> play, you're playing you. Time Crisis right
2: before for a while, and you get, like, a bunch of big nachos, and you meet everyone, and then they let you loose.
1: Yeah, and you, you, you sprain your ankle, and you're just trying to, like, get back to your friends, well, I and, was, and someone gets to you. I was thinking, you. you
2: were saying it was in an escape the room. I thought it would be funny if it was, like, in an old laser, in a laser tag, and they but they, they still had the laser vests and guns, and they were, like... Yeah, these are still here. You can use them if you want. <laughs> like if, it's, if it turns you on, and there's like a few people like in them, just like shooting each other.
0: That's funny. Mm.
1: <laughs> Felipe and I went my last year of college. We went to uh, a laser tag place, and we got our asses whooped by, ch- by like, kids. The- my kids. It was so <laughs>
2: well, because they cover their sensors. <laughs> they do the thing you're not totally. supposed to do. They they cover Damn. their sensors and they
1: That's like that. yeah. And they like put you in this room beforehand, and they're like, "All right, guys, here are the rules." And everyone's getting like suited up in vests, and these little eight year olds were just like. Ch-ch-ch. <laughs> like like they knew how where all the straps went and stuff in their own vests and it was like damn we're gonna get these <laughs> people
0: that's funny that they do an event that's just for the new people the noobs um i've seen a documentary about swingers where they say in it like you never want to go to a swingers event where it's like a bunch of people who've never done it before because they're so like charmed and delighted by themselves like doing this for the first time and uh, it's not good sex to have with a bunch of people new to the lifestyle. Wait,
2: you want people who are jaded and bored and disgusted yeah, and, and by old, it? Yeah, <laughs> old. Yeah. I don't like that. <laughs>
1: Look, hey. This is gonna be the worst sex you've ever had.
2: I wanna, if I, I wanna go to the sex club, you have sex with the first person, and you're like, will you be my girlfriend? You start holding her hand
0: and walking around holding her hand. Mm-hmm did you feel like people there were like you and you you got them you're like these are my people people who are really sexually liberated oh no
1: no it wasn't my people damn but i was like there there's actually something liberating about that because you're like oh i can just like the way this person looks and have sex with them and it doesn't matter um and and also uh, another thing i'll say is it's really fun to talk to people because there's there are like people having sex like around (laughs) you and then there are people who are like drinking and talking and you can have it's like going to a really good party where there's no there's no small talk that's needed like you can guy and you have a thing you can talk about you can be like
0: look at that guy so
1: exactly (laughs) or like how how long like how did you find out about this place? Or why are you here? You know, stuff like that. And it and it's um
2: have you ever had an orgasm? I felt
1: really relaxed. Yeah. Say it again, Felipe.
2: Uh you can say, uh, have you ever had an orgasm? Or have you ever seen a hard yeah. penis? <laughs>
1: <clears throat> yeah, do you want to be my girlfriend? That is funny. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Literally, you you're like, Who here wants to be my girlfriend? That's what I'm here for. So, if you're going to have sex with me, it's because you like me. You like me, like me.
1: I really like you. <laughs> nah, let's just go back to my place. We don't have, to have sex here.
2: You keep, you keep talking to me. You're like, Do you like me,
0: like me? Oh. Sweet. <laughs> This is making me nervous thinking about um what life's going to be like when we all get vaccinated and we're allowed to go fuck again. I just think it's going to be too Dionysian and, and like crazy and overwhelming. Um and we're going to have to like constantly be keeping track of like where all the where all the parties are going down and the different sex festivals and stuff and it's just going to be a lot.
2: Yeah, you're right. It's going to be like extreme FOMO. Like everybody's going to have, every person's going to host a sex party at their house.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's going to be Um, like overload. And you're going to get tired and you're going to be like, I've been to six or seven already, but I kind of feel like this is the only time this is going to happen. I don't know. Yeah. So, I'm not sure. Yeah. It's
1: like New Year's Eve, but but for like three months.
2: Do you think that The day that that they finally vaccinate everyone in one single day and everything is fine right away, you think that day is going to become a national holiday? Yes. Wait, are you guys like... Okay, so I used to think that being afraid of vaccine, that was anti-vaxxer stuff, that was lame, but now I'm like, okay kind of speeding this thing through. Am I an idiot for even bringing this up? I feel like I'm like no, I don't want to be I don't want to be think a, that's crazy, oh, be crazy yeah. you know? But no. you know, now I'm hearing people are like they're speeding this thing through, like we got to do it and everyone's like, "Yeah, we got to jump in the cold water." And I'm like, "Okay.
0: What's the move?" Yeah, yeah, but- but- I'm happy that there's like groups and I'm not in the first group because I don't want to go first on this shit.
1: Yeah. What's going to the to link this to the Dionysian thing? Probably what's going to happen is there's going to be some people who will have the vaccine and they're going to be the ones who are like, go, let's go out on a date, you know? Mm. They're going to be the ones who are, who are going to be partying with everyone and then there's going to be people who can't go to parties. Oh, we're
2: going to have like a caste system, you're saying. Yeah.
1: Exactly, mm.
2: yeah. And they're, oh, But the caste is going to be all health workers, then essential workers. The elderly are going to be the higher caste they're gonna get yeah. to fuck because they get the vaccine early on so everybody's gonna be wanting to fuck them and we're mm-hmm. not to like did you do that did you do that test that's like see where you are in line on the New York Times website no they have that yes that's
1: funny wait we're, there's already a line and they
0: have us Raising Man podcast in it
2: yep I input Raising Man podcast I input how many viewers we get per week
0: yeah.
2: <laughs> I input that listenership on the SoundCloud has been going up but it has a dip every month for some reason that I can't understand
1: Huh. If you know why listeners in the podcast, I mean, in the chat, uh, you chat it up.
0: There's a reason why at some point in the month you stop listening. What is it? And what can we do to change that? Yeah. Where, where are oh. you in the line, Felipe? Did you look, check it? Well,
2: um, I don't remember exactly, but I was surprised to see that I was not last. Hmm. It was like, the line was like health workers, number one, then the elderly people with conditions, like, pre-whatever conditions, then essential workers, then something else, then something else, then, like, young people, blah, 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 and then behind me, I think there were, like, little, little kids, maybe, hmm. and then behind that... <laughs>
1: right, right behind <laughs> <laughs> me. I want to be with the grown-ups. <laughs> 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 Damn, and almost then, made it into the little kids category. And then there
2: was a category like at very last that said everyone else. And I thought, why am I not everyone else? What quality do I have that makes me not everyone else?
0: That's funny. Damn. I can't believe that we're actually going get, to be getting it shot into our bodies. We'll be sitting in a little booth at the CVS and they're going to give it to us. Like I just never thought it would happen. I don't I didn't think we were ever going to get a vaccine and I thought we would just kind of go on Damn. until we everyone forgot about this and we just like, started thinking about different
1: things.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, I, so far I wish
1: it was like an EpiPen you could just like administer it to yourself or your friends could do it hell to you. Oh
2: yeah. Oh, I I got a few things I wish the vaccine was. <laughs> 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 don't even get me started oh, on that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Can if, I tell you one last anecdote about the sex oh, please, thing that yeah, I just please. remembered? There, I, there was a moment where I was, I was having sex with someone, and then this woman who was probably like in her mid forties came up and, and she was like, "Can I grab your balls?" Nice,
2: beautiful. <laughs> I, oh,
1: I wasn't having sex with her, and I was like, "Yeah, sure." <gasps> and then she like grabbed my balls while I did was feel having good? sex with someone. It did. Wow. And I was like, "This is really." Bizarre.
0: Did she wow. whisper it in your ear? Or she just kind of said it near you.
1: She was across the room.
2: <laughs> I just imagine her like really, really sheepish. Hey,
1: I- <laughs> hey! Me- can I grab those balls? <laughs> sure thing.
2: I just imagine her like really, like like this, like really, fo- like very scared, just like <laughs> yeah, touching exactly. them, very like yeah. timidly, like. <gasps>
1: Oh, there's something wrong. Oh god <laughs> did You it feel, should really go to the doctor Did it feel
2: good to have sex with a person in that Escape the room or were you like oh this isn't It's like ah oh, I'm in a it's cold or like it doesn't feel Right.
1: Yeah, um It felt cool. I was kind Of like at various Points like kind of worried about My own like Performance and what it what I appeared like and what I was Looking like and stuff like that and then I was able you to mean, relax enough When you were having sex, were you like, sex. Oh,
2: oh, like that?
1: Yeah, there was oh, like a mirror. yeah, like American oh, Psycho style. Oh, right? oh. Hey, grab my balls, lady. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, this feels really
3: good.
1: Um, yeah, I I think there was a, an element of like looking at oneself doing the thing and being like, am I doing this you know, right? What do other people think? Um, Will I have all the tools that I have when I'm having sex in my room? Will they all be there here? You know, Mm.
0: I think it's cool to be able to see a bunch of people in real life fucking. The only people I've ever seen in real life fuck are me and the people that I'm having sex with. So, yeah, Yeah. that's kind of stunning.
1: Yeah, and there there is a thing like where people just watch, stand around, and like watch other people have sex. Yeah, Yeah. and it's really fun. It's really, really fun. I
2: would take pictures and film and stuff. (laughs)
1: <laughs> and be like, hey, can he, afterwards, can you be my girlfriend? <laughs> um. <laughs> you look like you could be my girlfriend, so.
2: <laughs> Sarah, you were going to talk about um David, David Sedaris got David canceled. David Sedaris got canceled. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was no, just I thinking d- that, and I was like, can we I really didn't transition? Want to be, <laughs> I didn't want to be clumsy about the transition, but I did want to talk about it, because I used to really like David Sedaris.
0: Huge fan. I've... I still like David Sedaris, and I really loved him when I was a kid uh, and a young, younger adult. Um, he got canceled today. I saw on Twitter, and at first I just thought it was a joke because I just don't see how it's possible that he could have gotten canceled. Like to me, he's just the perfect like model for how a celebrity should be. Like I don't think he started getting famous until he was like 44 or something. After spending like decades of his life. Uh, being like sort of a failed art school student who like did a lot of drugs and lived in squalor and then he was like a migrant apple farmer and then um he got famous for the Santa Land diaries right which is like writing about being a, an elf worker at the macy's during the holiday season which is ironic given that what he got canceled for today was he made this video did you guys watch it no i didn't watch Mm-mm. it no no um should we watch we this... it is it short enough yeah we can watch it It's short enough that's a good idea it's on cbs it's it like out. promotional news entertainment for his CBS new book. CBS
2: Sedaris. If I look it up on YouTube, does it come up? Oh, yes, uh, okay. This is exactly it. Oh, boy.
0: All right, let's 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 give
2: it a watch. I definitely like have a f- sort of feeling or thought about what, what uh, transpired. And how you're going to react to it. During this difficult time, when so many Americans are looking for work, I'd like to introduce an idea for something I'm calling the citizen's dismissal. It's like a citizen's arrest, but instead of detaining someone, you get to fire them. Take this lifeguard at a YMCA I went to. I bought a guest pass so that I could swim laps, and 10 minutes after I'd started, the young woman blew her whistle, calling, you all have to leave now. How come, I asked. I have to go to my parents' house, she said. I thought I hadn't heard her correctly. I'm going there to do some laundry, she told me, and then I'm going home. Oh, you're going home all right, I wanted to say, because you are fired. I get I get the gist.
0: You get the idea, yeah. I
2: wish that he, as a, as just a formal issue, I wish he had been reading from a piece of paper because... He had the
0: cadence of someone who's reading, but he's looking right at the camera and delivering Terrifying. it to you, and it looks strange. Totally, totally. And I've yeah. always had that kind of feeling about him where I'm like, this is sort of unfair as a, like people who do stand-up comedy that he doesn't have to do the open mics and stuff. He wrote these books, but he makes a lot of money going around reading the books. I feel like that's what he's famous for is reading the books, but he doesn't have to memorize them, and he just gets to read them. And that's too—that's easy. That's nice.
2: Totally. Well, I mean, that's like, this is like him doing a stand-up bit. Exactly, yeah. But it's like, not. But it's yeah. not.
0: And and then he doesn't have to be as funny as in a stand-up bit, because we know that he's not doing one, so it's going to cheat he, he him. He doesn't,
1: yeah, he doesn't have to know about clowning.
0: No. <laughs> I guess just, So, I, yeah, what are your reactions to the bit? Just that, like, well, he got, he,
2: people were, whatever, people. Who cares there were people <laughs> he was being criticized, or people were clowning on him or whatever, because a while ago he was talking about uh voting for Biden, and he said that not voting for Biden was like you were on an airplane and they gave you a plate of shit, and then they also offered you a plate of burnt meat, and you said, "I don't want the burnt meat, I want the shit," or something like that, or maybe the in the metaphor it wasn't burnt meat, but rather a meat that you didn't like so much, but that was fine to eat. His point was like. Vote for Biden, um, and don't complain. And you know, people are like, "Fuck off," or whatever, people. Um, and I just think he's just has that kind of like aging lib guy thing. Like, I get, I get why in his mind it, this is like a funny bit. It's like it's got this kind of two thousands NPR vibe. Like, oh yeah, we've all had work, you know, people serving us who we don't like, you know, like uh,
0: yeah. Uh, and it, and it takes place in the kind of a surreal world where the implications of, like, class and, uh... Uh, employment struggles don't really exist we're just imagining like a world ruled by like little things we find annoying that's the most important thing right and we can just kind of like act on our impulses therein and like mm-hmm. build a world of that whereas to like I think a working class person you hear this and you're like I get that he's not really talking about the real world but like I can't possibly find this funny but because... honestly
2: a working class person does not hear David Sedaris it's, saying it's, this it's, true. it's <laughs> other middle class people <laughs> who, who have asshole. a different people. set of values yeah. who under who can read that what David Sedaris is saying is like yes kind of classist or whatever. And also David sedaris it's like when you're rich and you are successful, there's stuff that doesn't sound funny coming from you. And I just totally. think he doesn't he like it didn't even cross his mind.
0: Totally. There's this line in Santa Land Diaries that I think is so funny, uh, where he's like working at the checkout and I think he it's like uh a woman comes up to him who's dissatisfied with him and she says, I'm going to have you fired and he says, I'm going to have you killed <laughs> and, like, the, it's just really funny, like, the way he delivers it and the mounting frustrations of, like, him being this person that works in this, like, absurd environment. And this feels like it's of the same way of thinking. Like, it's obviously very, like, David Sedarisian. Um, but just of the fact that he switched and he's on the other side and he's, like, the person at the store saying, I'm going to have mm. you fired. Mm-hmm. It's like, now it's not funny anymore. Even though you're mm-hmm. observing the same kind of conflict that is amusing. Yeah.
1: Yes. Well, Seth Simon's writes about this i think better than most about stand-up comedians who like uh you know begin to take on their own sort of um upper tier class interests and conservative values as they like uh become successful and ascend into like the upper echelons of um society uh and elite class status um and they no longer become funny uh, even though their like takes are sort of somewhat similar, and their voice and is the same. The, yeah, their voice is the same exactly, and and it also makes me think like, oh, when does one? Because there are people who don't make the mistake of of doing the same jokes and having the same point of view once they become rich, um, or they they still stay sort of like in touch, even if they send into like multiple tax brackets higher than they were when they started and it makes me think like yeah how does one if if one becomes really successful what's what is it what's the difference between that that person who's like able to understand that what they're saying is completely cringy and like out of touch versus the person who's who like doesn't get it and keeps doing the same same kind of work
2: well i think i think you either I mean, I was just thinking about Stuart Lee, who's that stand-up that we both really like. And he's older, but he gets how to make fun of the fact that he's older and richer. He like is he has that bit of self-awareness where he plays like an asshole. He plays like an upper-middle-class asshole or like a guy who's ascended into upper-middle-class. Um, but then the other way to do it, I think, was Adam Sandler's special was really funny. And I think it was just because he just did like little jokes. Like, he didn't really do anything about...
1: What he thinks about the world. Right, they were just
2: funny little jokes, so I think those are... You either have to be really self-aware and smart, or just, you know, uh, as they say, shut up and dribble.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's interesting, it's funny, I think, um, I have this feeling... About how things work, and this isn't like I'm not really subtweeting some particular person that I'm thinking of, but I can sense like in the alt community that we're in, there's like a certain kind of elitism about like alternative work that's not done for industry and that's not meant to be commercial is like better. And the people we know are like think more and make more like creatively interesting things, um, and they're better than things that are like more marketable, right um and I can imagine that were certain people that we know or ourselves to become really successful we would then bring with us a sense of this sort of elitism where it was like oh well, we did it in this alternative way and we succeeded uh even in these sort of mainstream channels and we would just be replicating like a different flavor of the same um better than everybody kind of mentality that i think comes with like being successful i mean i right like that people just can't help but like if you succeed at doing something really difficult and triumph over like a bunch of other people thinking that that means something about you that you're special in some way uh, I don't know. Right, you see like you know I mean? the older
2: people who were alt when they were younger and they and those people are like assholes and like, yeah. r- you know, gatekeeping or whatever, but then you get to that and you feel that because you fought to get your whatever, quote unquote, weird
0: And you said uh, fuck uh, them, p- yeah.
2: Yeah, but it's like, oh no, they were just like you, like you just, you were just on, on a different step of the ladder where you thought like oh, the thing I do is like inherently outside outside of the of the stream. Um, but it wasn't. Exactly. You were, on, you were just on your way up the ladder.
0: Yeah. I
1: remember when I was first starting out, like, in Brooklyn doing comedy, I was like, I'm I'm going to be really nice when I'm older and I'm going to be really nice nice to people. (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to be really good at comedy, (laughs) really nice with it. (laughs) No, I I was like, I'm going to be really nice to people who are just starting out because I have, have so many experiences of people being like unwelcoming to me and mean. And, um, not really. I mean, like not any <laughs> cases, but like, people, people you like and whose comedy you like, like being kind of cold to you mm. and, and it feeling hard to like break into scenes. And, and I thought to myself, I'm going to be super, super nice and inviting to any, everybody who I meet and I still try and have that attitude, but, but it is, it becomes hard. Like when you meet, when you start meeting lots of people and like like you'll be at a bar and then this person who you don't know like comes up and starts talking to you and I'm like oh no I just I want to talk to like that guy Mr. I Felipe. know yeah instead yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Um, it's true yeah
1: yeah and not to say that like people are coming up to me they're not <laughs> but it's just like it's just it's it made me think what you got what, a little bit what you're saying
0: yeah
2: David Sedaris is being a damn Karen yeah
0: yeah, well, I think with David Sedaris, it's not even like um, necessarily what I brought up this like internalized elitism thing that just happens to you. I feel like he's just like applying his same lens that he's always applied to be like, what are just like really trivial little annoying things throughout the day that I can turn into something to yeah. write in my book, and now it's just the things are a richer guy's little problems, and we don't want to hear about that.
1: Yeah, and also that like I also think a lot of what a lot of rich famous people don't seem to get is that like you are inherently unlikable when you are rich and famous <laughs> yeah. so like you better be careful about like what you say about the world because like you're not a nobody anymore yeah um that's
0: funny that yeah that makes you think of two things one something that i find sort of annoying about like a lot of the people on npr you know the npr like house voice is they say themselves supposed to be like your really really smart friend who just knows a little bit more than you about the news like chatting you up about what's going on um, and when you listen to some of the shows, you can tell there is this like self-satisfied air of like people really like us and that people are really charmed by us. And we're not even here to be funny, but we are funny. And like this certain um, chumminess, even and thinking that people will be interested in like little technical issues that are going on, like now that they're all filming or she recording from their homes and stuff like wanting to share a little soundscape of like what it's like inside their apartment when they work in the morning that i'm like i yeah, don't kill, no yourself. Yeah, kill, yourself. Yeah. kill yourself yeah i want to hear about foreign war yeah um it just sucks and so i find that annoying and, and like they've lost perspective on that and then um she. What was the other one? Oh, it, this makes me think. Also, of, did you see the New Yorker cover for this week? That's of like. Oh yeah! Wait, that I thought that was crazy that they did that. Why? It was strange. Well, you can say what it was then.
2: I don't know. Was it crazy? No. I, I guess it's. I guess it's like really a true cover. It's true to the readership, right? I guess the reason why is that I thought that the savvy and woke whatever editorship of the new yorker would understand that that character they were depicting in that like brooklyn brownstone was like a kind of a character that is understood to not represent most people and that they would have been kind of woke enough or like uh sensitive enough to not depict that character does that make sense
0: yeah well i guess i'll describe what it was you can put it up on the screen uh it's a drawing of a woman who's like in front of her computer on Zoom and she's like cleaned the room or arranged the room so it looks like she's like doing really well and enjoying like a glass of champagne in front of like a Japanese screen or paper screen or something. But then you can see in her room all around her is um Amazon boxes, and her legs are, like, slightly unshaven. And it's funny because, like, instead of them really showing, like, what someone's, like, nasty apartment looks like if someone really is depressed and, like, falling apart in the quarantine, it's just, like, the most lightly disrupted space with, like, a a Chinese food container or something. I guess if you can see it. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's pretty corny.
1: (laughs) Flippy, can you put up the Johnny Ryan oh yeah that was really funny (laughs) after
2: this one let me i I don't want to i want to
0: give me a second to find it yeah well i guess so i was gonna say how this relates in some way is it just makes me think of um what's the name of the person who does the comics the megan Mog comics that Simon, simon hanselman yeah simon hanselman you know he's like the opposite of this he does just like the grossest, saddest, most disgusting. I can't even really look at the comics or read them because they make me feel so depressed of like what it is really like living as a person who just smokes weed all day and has no anything on the horizon even that they're excited about or looking forward to. And like that whole lifestyle, it really freaks me out and makes me feel sad for myself and other people that I know. Um, And like that's the real shit. And The New Yorker is just like barely putting a toe into the water of like what that life could be like. Um... And how is this related? I've sort of lost a thread on it. Oh, I guess just like the glamorization of like certain people whose lifestyles inform their work and so like they they do shit that like they're trying to be something that it's just not. Yes.
1: And and also that like when people people unwittingly give off their own like class status and ideology and, and unwittingly convey all these things about themselves that they don't mean to convey when they th- want to be doing a joke where they where they seem um
0: in touch, uh, yeah perceptive. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah,
2: but then on the other hand, you get uh wait, can we just talk about this cover for are you seeing it
0: Sarah It's, it's so oh, funny. Oh, let me see. Oh my gosh. Oh, that's perfect. That's the, that's <laughs> think, the thing. <laughs> I think it's also
2: I think I I mean it's like some guy jacking off, but I wonder if it's related <laughs> to the Tubin, to that guy it's Jeffrey Tubin. Tubin. Yes. Yeah. Um, and he's got a noose in the back and a Sin City poster and like his and a Ren and Stimpy doll. Off. Yeah. <laughs> well, so the noose. Funny. I didn't
0: even see that. That's so fucking funny.
2: This is so much better. <laughs> um, I was just gonna say that, like, well, we never talked about. I mean, who cares? But um, the. Uh, Cassie David And how she like Hates how rich she is Or whatever Or she's like Anxious about how rich she is And just how like You were saying like Oh you can't There's like a limit To self-deprecation right So it's It's bad when you When you reveal Who you are without realizing right it's bad when david sedaris makes the joke and doesn't realize it makes him sound like a rich asshole but then on the other hand you have the person who's like oh, i'm a rich asshole i'm a rich asshole i'm a rich asshole sorry I'm sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm sorry, i hate myself. i hate yes. myself and it's like yes. oh that's also bad um yes
0: and because it, it almost it seems as if she thinks she can like get out of it as, lo- if she, as long as she hates herself more than everybody else hates her, right. and that's why like her memoir is called "Nobody Asked for This." Like the whole brand is like, <laughs> I get it, fuck me, but still yeah. buy this book, yeah. Right. Um, and it just doesn't work. It's like I don't want you to hate yourself more than everybody hates you. I, I don't think that's that's worth doing. You know, you should enjoy your life. It, I bet it's really good. Um, it's just kind of frustrating to see someone do that. And I do think it's a trap. I don't, I mean, what would you guys live like if you were Cassie David and you decided you wanted to be a comedian and write a, a book or something?
2: Well, I mean, I, I guess what's frustrating about Cassie is I, I, I do, like I was saying, I, I do kind of hate myself. And I, it's like mm. the things that
1: she feels are relatable. It's like, I, but your life sucks, dude. You're in your yeah. <laughs> room.
2: Yeah. But in my <laughs> mind, I'm having a great life. I believe I'm having a life. I think that, um, I could imagine a less uh, smart and cool version of me arriving at the Cassie David solution, which is like I'm just going to hate myself the most. And I kind of, in my own head, I do it. But I'm, but I know I'm smart enough to when I exit out into the world, I put on the cool sunglasses and become the cool guy.
0: Mm. And he
1: and Felipe does put on cool outfits. <laughs> Felipe is one of right. the best dressed friends I have. Yeah.
0: In. Yeah, I, I don't know what level it is or what step it is on the ladder, the, the thing that I'm at, but I'm more obsessed with the idea that if I ever worry too much that other people hate me, it's because I'm being a narcissist and no one is thinking about me. And so to even think that like it's worth hating myself or that other people are like, thinking about how annoying I am that would really be the ultimate annoying thing cuz it would show that i was like obsessive right with the but that, that doesn't are, but that's cared. not a
2: way out of the circle because then you no. hate yourself for being a narcissist yes, so you haven't yes, exited exactly. the circle and <laughs> but the it only feels safer and the only way to exit the circle is to shut off the generator you can't you know <laughs> what i mean you can't yes you can't drive out of the nascar uh, uh loop you have to get out of the car and then float Completely. upwards into the sky Mm.
1: What, what, Ginny Hogan had a really funny joke about being rich that she like used to do on stage. She
2: would say she would say it was something like "I'm I'm really rich." Wow, that was really vulnerable. Or, or she would do an aside where she'd be like, "I'm being so vulnerable right now."
1: Mm. Was it? Was that it? That's. I mean, I remember laughing at that. Um, but I don't know if it's translating on the podcast. That's funny, but yeah. I, I feel like she she was always struck me as a person who did jokes about being rich that got everyone had the whole room laughing Ginny
2: Hogan had a really funny joke where she was like she was like you know I'm kind of unconventionally good looking like not everybody wants to fuck me but when someone does want to fuck me I fuck them (laughs) 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 or so earlier I was like for the people who really the people who want to
0: fuck me I always fuck them (laughs)
1: Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: <laughs> that's funny. Tim Platt had a funny tweet today. Did you guys read his thing about being a, the middle child Slack? That's it's funny. a long yeah. series of tweets about a, a Slack that's all the middle children in the whole world are on it, and he just did like a long series about it. And I don't, it was just very funny, and I appreciated him doing something that was like, it, I feel like because it's not of one single tweet, it can't go that viral. But I, I thought it was very funny. I don't know if Tim Platt listens to the show, but oh, good job, Tim. Tim, we're putting you on notice.
2: <laughs> You're on the good boys list for now.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
2: Use it wisely.
1: We'll try and put you on that COVID list soon enough, yeah. Yeah. right after us, right after Raisin Man.
0: Yeah. Well, part of me also wonders if I was Cassie David, would I want to be a comedian or could I just get myself to do something else? Because, like, that's, the, that's part of the reason why she's so trapped. If she'd chosen yes. almost any other career path besides like model or actress, um, it wouldn't be as much of a problem.
2: I don't get people who want to do the thing their parents did, or I guess that's that has been the case with me that I didn't want to do the thing. You don't want to fly airplane. I don't want to fly airplane. (laughs) So I wonder why not. I don't know. It's really technical. It's really technical. Ooh, look at all these gears. (laughs) Have you ever seen an airplane console? It's just all little dials. Crazy.
1: Felipe, you'd get to be in a room on a computer yes. for many hours, and no one has to bother yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is. Yeah.
2: No, but it's a boring video game because when you're in a small plane, you can look down. You're like you're like in the sight of a bird. But when you're in a big in a big plane, you might as well be watching a movie about clouds.
1: Damn. That's what it looks like. <laughs> Why do they even have a window? Yeah. Yeah. They though. don't even need it. Yeah. It's
0: yeah. crazy.
1: Get Netflix on I there. Hope my dad I watched. Offended that I said that.
0: I watched Nate last night. Have you guys... Did you you guys saw it live? Wait. Oh, wait. It's on Netflix? It's on Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. I saw it
2: twice. I'm a big fan.
0: Yeah. It was good. Something that was funny about it that I didn't... I was, like, wondering if it was going to work in a recorded version. I didn't see it live, but I heard that, like, you kind of needed to. They couldn't um, cut stuff out of it like you would do with the stand-up special because it's not just, like, a series of jokes. So there's a lot of, like, slowness of, like, waiting around and shit because... Except for maybe there's, like, a moment when she's, like, going up the stairs and they cut. She's at the bottom of the stairs. She's at the top of the stairs too fast. She couldn't mm. have gotten there that fast. Yeah, there's they no cut way. There. Yeah. But other than that, they're, they're on it the whole time. And so it's it's a little bit slow, but it's, like, really, really incredible. The ending is really crazy. And uh, everyone watch it, and then we could talk about the ending of it next week if everyone in the what? chat watches it.
2: Oh, yes. Because we, we've all seen it.
1: Sarah, do... Do the slow bits feel like imbued with stuff? Because in a live show, when no one's laughing, that can feel really, really exciting. If the performer's holding the silence, but I, I imagine it doesn't translate. I think it's hard on TV. You're just kind
0: of like looking around, like, "What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? How come they haven't cut to something like?" Well, that's why (laughs) I was surprised (laughs) that they were making it into uh,
2: that they were filming it because it feels very like I don't know what it's like to see it on video, but the magic of it is that you're amazed that this is kind of happening in front of you
0: yeah and there's so many things with people in the audience that happen that i feel like you really want to be in the audience watching that happen to those people
2: yeah yeah you're like are you yeah i saw it twice it was funny because the first time i was really amazed and then the second time i thought that because i'd seen it once that i would know all of her tricks so basically natalie palomides does a show that's, like, really audience-heavy, where she, like, does things with the audience that are really daring, like, I hope this doesn't give you, I mean, whatever, if it give- She wrestles spoilers. somebody. She wrestles somebody in the audience, she gets naked, she does all this, like, crazy shit, and I saw it once, and I th- was amazed, and then I thought that the second time, because I'd seen all of the tricks, it wouldn't be as surprising, but it was actually more impressive, because it was, like, seeing, like, oh, she- she- Seeing her do the tricks again was, surpri- was really impressive. She
1: can do it every time. She can
2: do it every time. She can make the same outcomes happen um, and make it just as exciting yeah. a second time.
0: Wow. Wow. Was it fairly different because people in the audience reacted different ways or are, are people all the same?
2: There were some, some differences. Like there was a guy who, kept, who, you know, who thought he was funny and he kept replying to her. And at one point she was, she was like, shut up, like shut the fuck up or something. Um, Mm. but that was really the only big difference, like, well, what's really cool about it is that she's designed all of the audience participation to be on these sort of train tracks where the audience member, like, rarely doesn't know what to do on stage, and if they don't know what to do, it doesn't last for a very long time. She sort of, Mm. like, always gives them a direction on, like, what they should be doing. So there's, like, not, even though it looks really chaotic, she's, like, controlling every moment of it.
3: Hmm.
0: I also love the voice. The character's voice is just like really it's nice to listen Yay. to. Yeah. Uh, that you know that wasn't really it, but <laughs> <laughs>
1: it was my first attempt. Come on, man. That's it's more, more like it. it. Yeah. Yeah. I like it,
2: Sam. You yeah. could do Nate. You could. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. I can do George Bush. I was working on George Bush.
2: Nice. Uh. Uh. Just in time.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's the perfect time. Well, you know, you never know.
0: Well, I saw you doing it on Instagram and I was like, oh man, Sam's yeah. a real comedian. He's got Can a real toolbox of different things.
1: Wheel layer. uh sh- sh- No, no, no. Um, Sarah, I'm going to have to take a moment to find it. Take your time. Sarah and Felipe. Felipe and Sarah are some of the two most important, most important people that we have out there. So, <laughs> so we gotta find. We gotta go. We gotta go into Iraq, and we gotta find them. We gotta find the terrorists, and kind of it, right? We gotta get them.
2: That's good. Say uh, weapons of ass destruction.
1: Weapons of ass destruction. There is an axis of evil, and, and weapons of ass destruction. And Saddam has them. We
3: gotta go get them. Yeah.
1: George, my, my, my wife Barbara Bush over here, well, don't make me make a joke about eating out her bush, because I will.
2: He should say that his penis is a weapon of ass destruction.
1: My penis is a weapon of ass destruction. Yeah, I like that.
0: Was that was really good
1: yeah just, just,
2: just in time to be on Lil Bush on Comedy Central <laughs> <laughs> yep.
1: Yep. Just, just knocking out the uh, you know those single uh, those single bases you oh. know it's all about just hitting the ones hold the phone Giuliani got COVID
2: damn I like to move it move it that's a guy who's not
1: gonna bounce back you know <laughs>
2: They've all bounced back so far, except for Herman Cain, yeah. so let's hope, let's hope he's in the Cain club.
0: Is he going to get the special treatment, or no? What is, his, is he even employed right now by the, by the government?
2: Or yeah, he do you think he's just man? doing Trump a favor?
1: I, maybe. <laughs> he's been out there hustling so hard trying to talk about this election ceiling stuff yeah. that honestly, I think he needs a break. Dude, it's I true. didn't know
0: that Trump could run again. In four years. Can he? And now they're... He can. They're talking about it. this week on the radio. It's all they've been talking about is that Trump plans to run again in four years and he's going to so start good. talking about it soon. Like, he's supposed to get into That's Georgia so to bad. help with the runoff stuff and he's going to make the runoff uh, be uh, about how he's running again in 2024. Whoa. <laughs> so, That's awesome. Is that annoying? That's so or funny. People say it's good because it's going to fuck up the Republican, uh like, people that might be preparing to run because they don't want to announce against Trump. um but i'm not sure if that's like a good enough reason for me i don't want to do it again with him
1: no i i honestly think it's bad i think trump's powerful and he's like he does things for the republican party that the republican party could never do itself yeah so i think the sooner that people disassociate trump with the republican party the sooner the republicans are going to take like a big hit
3: probably yeah
2: well i guess we can't i I I hesitate to even say anything about it because we don't know what's gonna happen in four years, you know.
1: My ah, come on, Flippy, say something.
3: Um,
2: <laughs> I th- come on,
1: Flippy, get a little guess.
2: Um, I think it would be awesome if Trump ran, and I would vote for him. How's that? <laughs>
1: <Perfect>.
3: <laughs>
1: no, I, that's perfect. It's
2: like, yeah, it's like you heard it yeah. here, folks. <laughs> no, I, I, um, it makes me feel a little tired. I'm like, oh, come on, like I want a new character yeah, yeah. Like, i don't new want show. another yeah and i'm like come on don't the don't the supporters are like you know it's like you want you can't have another season of uh you know eric andre it's like you yeah know, we've already seen all this you're not gonna do ranch again yeah. are you yeah it's like do a new thing
0: yeah it's like the day reboot ranch. uh saved by the bell did you see that like Isn't it's that old right? it's really old no they no i mean the reboot the reboot is brand new. Who's in it? Um, a bunch of young people that I don't know. And, uh... What's his name? Mario Lopez is in it. And whoever played Zach in the original is in it. Mario Lopez, who was the cool like sports guy in the original, is now like the gym teacher at the high school, which is just devastating to me. Um, Mario Lopez! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but I anyway, like they, Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> wasn't Mario Lopez on, um, wasn't he the host of America's Next Best Dance Crew? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So he's finding different things to do, which is good.
2: Mario Lopez. America's Next Best Dance. <laughs> America's Next Best. Uh, we love Mario Lopez.
3: America's Best
1: Dance name, Crew. My name. My name is Mario Lopez.
3: No. I'm, I am Mario Lopez.
1: I'm trying Mario to Mario Lopez? Clinton saying Mario Lopez's name.
2: Yeah, it's like we don't. T- Trump is just. It's just going to be like another Marvel movie. I want a new guy.
1: Yeah. Wait. You mentioned the Eric Andre show, Felipe. Sarah, have you watched any of the new season? I like it. I, I watched it try. all,
0: and I thought we watched it all together, Sam. Or maybe you're doing the thing of the podcast where we act like we don't. <laughs>
1: yeah. Wait. Yeah. Act like you don't. I'm gonna ask the question. Again. I
0: actually have watched it. Or no, go. Yeah. Ask the question again.
1: Sarah, have speaking of Felipe mentioned the Eric Andre show. Have you seen any of the new season? No.
0: What? How is it? Tell me about Whoa, it. Whoa! Really? Holy <laughs> shit! I wouldn't have expected that. I haven't seen any of it. I didn't even oh. realize that it was back on. Yeah.
1: Wait, why haven't you watched it?
0: I got confused about. It. I thought it wasn't back on.
1: Yeah. You, you
2: things... go. You go back to revise the answer, but then you get lost in some other.
1: In some other. <laughs> exactly. Fake reality. Do you not have time? Get mad at Do you, you not have time to watch TV
0: or what's going on, Sarah? I'm busy yeah, and I, I got a new job and I've been putting oh. in a lot of hours at that. Did you yeah. really? What's your job? Yeah. Uh Well, actually, Will did get me a job working at a Christmas tree stand this weekend, which is my nice. dream, um but I didn't go to work, and I don't have the job, so I have to tell the Department of Labor that I had... It was a close one, but I, I missed it. <laughs> close, but no call. <laughs> so I'm going to need another $165. There has week.
2: not been and a day that I was not ready and willing <laughs> to not work.
0: And I'm out.
1: Even if, it's, even if it was Christmas trees?
0: <laughs> I really yeah, wanted I to do like that. that, yeah. But I I couldn't I couldn't handle it yeah.
1: Well, Will got back today from that job and he came back with a cool knife. They gave him a knife. Who gave
0: him
2: a knife. What? The customers? I
1: guess his boss. <laughs> his boss. He he needed a knife for some part of his job and he took it home. It's like a it's like a cool big knife.
2: It was to fend off the bandits. Yeah. People who wanted free Christmas trees. He had to
0: slit their throats. Yeah. What were you going to mm-hmm. say about the Eric Andre show?
1: What? Uh, um. I was going to say that I don't think it's very good.
2: (gasps) You should not say you don't think stuff is good on a podcast, Sam. Why are you saying that? God is going (laughs) to smite
0: you. Yeah.
1: I think it has a little bit of the taste of like the, the, he's like a little bit over the, a guy who's developmentally moved past this idea, but he's like stuck doing it because it's what people like. But it's weird to see like a man with, like, a, in their 40s, like, doing this, like, the high-intensity energy of, like, a thing that was, like, done when they were much younger. Hmm. And it feel I think it feels a little disjointed.
2: Well, Eric Andre started The Eric Andre Show when he was 26, and now he's 52. <laughs>
1: exactly. Exactly. Exactly.
2: 59 years old pushing sixty. And
1: it's also moves a lot faster and it's kind of kinetic in this crazy way where I feel like they're like trying to cover their asses a little bit by like putting in a little too much stuff. It's a little too a little too random, a little too Unpointed, it's a little too packed with sat- <laughs> <laughs> sound. Whoa! And, and, Whoa! And that's what you should watch oh, yeah. live.
2: You get exciting <laughs> yeah. little mistakes like that, or we're kind of thinking on our feet, oh. we're trying to figure out what do I do? The mic
0: fell. Talk about the Eric Andre show, yeah, you know, stuff on there gets messed up, yeah, yeah. yeah. We have it on Razor Man too, and we're yeah. young. Um, yeah, that's interesting, that's funny. I didn't watch Eric Andre show, uh, whenever it was like originally on. When was that? When we were like in college or high school? Yeah,
2: college. I remember watching it like sophomore year.
0: Yeah, so I didn't watch it then. I didn't have any strong opinions about it, and now I've watched it, the new stuff, and I'm like, oh, this is funny. Um, which makes me think about. I think what you're saying is probably legitimate and true, but it makes me think of like all of the cultural criticism essays that get written about stuff like this, and how the like the audience for that kind of thinking is like just people who are like deeply fans of the thing who want to reflect on it. Um. In an extremely extensive way, because to me, watching it, I was just like, "Yeah, it's funny, it's random, it's crazy, it's great." Celebrities come on; they they're in for a big surprise. It's not what they would normally expect. Pretty funny.
1: But I feel like this year, all this, I I get your point, Sarah. And uh, but you you bring up celebrities reminds me of another thing, which is I feel like all the celebrities are in on the joke this time around, and that ergs me.
0: I think that's true. Is it used to be like
2: that? That's wild. No, they were, they were genuinely scared when he threw snakes. They were snakes scared. Like I didn't that. know what was happening. Did, yeah. um, did, was there, did, there used to be more silence in the show? I think there might have been. I think so. That's underrated. I've been thinking about it more and more, silence. I was all about, I used to be all about speed in my stuff, and I think now more and more, you gotta have silence. But I think back then, too, well... I guess I'm kind of contradicting myself, but I was like, oh, was he sort of a reaction to, like, Between Two Ferns a little bit, which was this, like, super silent thing? But then again, I think he was making stuff that looked like Tim and Eric as well, so it wasn't like there wasn't loud and crazy stuff. But I do think that Adult Swim used to, like, have a silent... Like, when they started out, they had a lot of silence in their stuff, like Space Ghost was pretty silent, and... um I don't know, whatever, 12-ounce mouths or a brack show or whatever. And then they got, like, loud. And I think they're trying to do a kind of quiet thing again with, like, Joe Pera. Mm. That's my That's been my running theory about Adult Swim. We should do a, a quieter Razor Man.
1: Flippi would hate You're not that. Loud. No,
2: it's it's what I wish <laughs> I could
3: do. I mm. wish I could oh. be
2: quieter.
1: Remember Flippe when we watched that Tom Green movie? Freddie got fingered together. And we didn't like it. We didn't like it. But I was Cole was telling me I, w- I was talking about Tom Green with Cole the other day, and he was saying how Eric Andre, people like Tim and Eric and Eric Andre have a lot of indebtedness to Tom Green. Yeah, mm. and I thought that was interesting.
2: Well, I've seen bits of his um, show, and I thought it was really funny. I just think as a movie, it, like, didn't capture everything that I liked about the show.
1: Yeah.
0: Tom Green. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny. Even though I knew who you were talking about immediately from the name, I could picture his face, but I have no idea what he's done, um, that he would be the foundation for anything else. What is his big credit?
1: You study him in Western literature. (laughs) He's kind of, like, one of the perennial... uh, (laughs) He wrote Paradise Lost. Mm.
2: Um, yeah, I got a couple of screws up in my head loose, but it's cool for Tom Green to go on TV and hump a dead moose.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm. There you go. Wow, Felipe, mm. it's all coming back to you. Mm. Felipe had to re- memorize that's, this that's, stuff Pablo as a child. An immigrant. that's Pablo Neruda. That's Pablo Neruda. This is how Felipe learned English: is by memories. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Uh, yeah, he was like one of the first people, at least in my memory, who I guess maybe I'm retroactively thinking remembering this, but he was a guy who was like, oh kooky random guy who does crazy random things and you just ne- you never know what he's gonna do or say mm-hmm. and that's that's kind of exciting. He's like this like kind of walking talking like weird performance artist but for comedy. He had a, he had a
2: public access TV show. I think he was in I don't know if he was in Vancouver or in Toronto, but he had a public access TV show where he would do these kind of like, almost like proto-jackass or like Viva La Bam. Like he would, he would, um, he did this one that I thought was really funny where he gives his dad's car a paint job where it's like, like a porn. It's an image from porn. um, And it's like all on the hood of the car. And then his dad wakes up and and has to like go to work in that car.
3: Um,
0: That's really pretty funny. Wild. Yeah, man, I always think when I hear about these people who are like, were famous, not quite famous enough that I, I think people still know who they are, kind of, that I hope that they made enough money back then so that they're living comfortably and it's not like every year is a little worse than the year before because Me they're too. running out of their yeah, residual Yeah, it gets a little sleep. harder to eat yeah.
1: and a little colder. Yeah. He's 49 right now.
2: He was on, the, I heard him on the Brendan Wardell podcast a little while back. that's cool. What did he sound like? He sounded very normal. He was like, I, he wasn't like a dude that was being weird in the interview. He was like, oh, I did crazy stuff when I was younger and he was just talking about it. Then there were moments where he Hmm. talked about like some of the politics that either like got his show off there or something where I was like,
3: all right, let's kind of move on. You know what I'm saying? But no, but he was cool.
0: He seemed cool. He seemed very nice.
1: Sir, I'm gonna type in Tom Green net worth.
0: let me know how he's doing. Hold your breath. I hope it's at least ten million.
1: It's five million. Whoa!
0: Damn! I hope he invests, and he gets property. Yeah. Or art. Yep, a de a a Kooning or a a Philip (laughs) Guston, and he holds on to it. (laughs) Yeah. Five million. What
2: are you guys asking for for Christmas?
0: What do you ask Santa? I'm so, asking for a big sled. Cool.
1: Yeah.
0: Mm. So that we can all ride on it.
1: Um, I'm asking for a uh Acer Predator laptop, gaming laptop, nice. <laughs> with an i7 core processor. <laughs> Mm -hmm. the thing what you said about you playing video games and it making you sad bummed me out so much today (laughs) because i i did end up buying a gaming laptop and i opened it like right before the podcast started and i was like should i return this (laughs) am i gonna use this ever well sam if it makes you
2: feel better i'm not gonna stop playing video games Okay. I've identified them okay, as, cool. as, a, as a source of like deep hatred, but I'm not going to stop playing them. So we got, we got a couple months of playing that ghost video game. <laughs> nice.
1: We better get a lot, of, a lot of mileage out of that ghost video game.
2: <laughs> Look, it's not that playing video games in and of itself is bad. The problem is that um, the pandemic has allowed me to sink into my worst habits. If we, lived, if we had an otherwise normal life, like we did in the summer, and we're playing video games a couple times a week, I would feel a lot better. But since it's, like, getting cold, I've been in my parents' house, it's like, I get to have 12 hours a day to just be on the computer. And that's not good. I could, I could do a little bit less of that time and a little more of other stuff that was more nutritious, and that would be fine. But I'm, I'm like, at the extreme end of doing that all the time. So mm-hmm. keep your gaming laptop, Sam. We're going to play Overwatch... We're going to play phantasmophobia. We have an
0: awesome winter. Yes.
1: Yeah. Sarah, you should and get a gaming laptop. Sarah, will you come over and watch? Yeah. And
0: I'll come over. <laughs> I decided I'll t- say this. I decided on last Monday that I was going to stop being depressed on Tuesday. Cool. Good. And and now it's Sunday, so it's I'm already yeah, I'm there and I'm heading into week 2 of just feeling great and everything's going great. That's good. So. Wait, yeah. last right.
2: Tuesday or this Tuesday? Bl-
0: last monday i decided to start last tuesday so i'm in it already that's good yeah yeah maybe i had to make a lot of phone calls on wednesday to tell people so that's good
1: damn that's nice yeah bringing in the good news yep we're sarah and philippe and i are part of a gift exchange in our friend group um so i'm kind of excited for that does the 18th work for (laughs) you guys to have um (laughs) of the gift exchange
0: i don't know i think so I think so.
1: Alright. <laughs> who do you who do you guys? Have? Ah
2: you almost got me. But I I'm not gonna to. say.
0: <laughs> I'd say because I need help thinking of an idea for them. I don't know. I don't know them very well. Isn't there hmm. a way you
2: can put a wish list on the site?
0: I'll have to ask them to put their wish list on the site.
2: You can. <laughs> you can ask anonymously.
0: Yeah. Okay.
2: Through the site. DrawNames.com. <laughs> that's the site where you I
1: mean, guess who's, who's it is who Sarah's is on the chat you know just interact in the chat
2: you guys <laughs> just wow. engage engage with the content engage <laughs> I
1: don't know just just keep going.
0: keep on chat. going <laughs> mm, just do Sunday a, Sunday just do a funny riff
1: <laughs> uh I, yeah we gotta record these at 10 in the morning man
2: <laughs> i think you know what i feel i feel like they get good at the end
3: yeah
2: they get the funniest yeah, at be. the end
0: we should just do the ends i've said that a thousand times we just do the end it's like with bread we're drunk onwards. it's like with bread where the
2: only good part is the little pointy butt that's not true <laughs> That's Everyone knows the best true. part of the baguette is the pointy no, hard the butt. Best,
1: the best part is in the middle. You cut off the crust all the way around, and then you just have a sponge, and you eat that with butter. You don't even
2: cut it. You just pull at it. You just pull at it with your hands. You pull
1: out the middle, and you fill the hole with Kerrygold butter, and you put yeah. it in the microwave for thirty minutes, and that's what you eat.
2: Uh, <laughs> um, I really, I really i know i've been saying it but i'd like to do two episodes a week
0: we have the material to do it and i don't know <laughs> I, I actually think so it's not about it's not
2: it, it,
1: it's a business model it doesn't thing.
2: work like you have a certain amount of dollars that you spend the more we do it the more loose will be and we'll and that will create more Bitcoin. We'll be mining Bitcoin. We're not going to be spending liquid. We're going to be mining Bitcoin by doing it more. You know what I'm saying?
1: Mm, I like that. I like that metaphor. All
2: right. All right. But, and this is my issue, and maybe people can weigh in. We're at the end mark, but I'll say it. I'm afraid that if we do an extra episode, someday we might want to do a Patreon. I don't know if right now, I would feel kind of lame. It's like no one's going to sign up to that, but someday maybe. And so I'm thinking, well, if we have, am I giving up too much?
0: no, no. I'm just reacting to how I would feel if people didn't sign up for the Patreon. Oh, okay. that's, You keep going, yeah. So, I'm thinking, well, if we have two episodes, but then later on we want to have a Patreon, that means
2: people have gotten used to two. We're saying only one from now on. So, I'm thinking the only time we should do two is when we're ready to pay wallet. But if we pay wallet, no one's going to hear it, because I really don't think that many people are going to sign up. And that's not me fishing for compliments. Yes, maybe Pedro, you would sign up. Maybe Seth, you would sign up. I'm talking numbers, okay? We can't we have five people sign up. It's humiliating. We need <laughs> numbers
0: <laughs> yeah and i think when we don't do the episode live those episodes are good or may i sometimes i think those episodes might be better yeah. than the live episodes so now all our best episodes will be paywalled and listened right, to exactly. by five people yes.
2: <laughs> maybe we so should paywall the live
0: yeah
1: we should we should we'll take the live. and and sarah's not not gonna keep getting christmas tree jobs every week right damn so. God. She's got to start making some My money. My dream.
0: Yeah, I've wanted a Christmas tree job so bad. If Will's listening to this, I'm so sorry I didn't do it. It, it got really complicated. <laughs> did you just bail? I No, I did it in a responsible way. I had a horrible... I, we're going overtime. I had a really bad migraine headache. The worst that I've ever had yesterday. Oh, no. Um, And I was just like, oh, it doesn't make sense for me to like go to bed and then wake up and do this tomorrow. I'm going to have this headache again. and Yeah, it'll be horrible.
1: So. Can you imagine being like a big gruff dad and then someone comes up to you and you're buying a Christmas tree and then someone and you got like a Ford F-150 and you go up to a Christmas tree place and a guy's like Uh, yeah, like, oh, you want that treat? Yeah, this woman, Sarah, is going to help you bring it to your car.
0: No, (laughs) I would say, I'm going to help you get your son to bring this to the car.
1: (laughs) I'm going to get really nervous about this interaction. I know, and
0: I was talking to Peter about it, my roommate, and he was like, oh, but you love Christmas and you're so personable, like, you'll bring that to the job. And I'm like, not with strangers, not with strangers. I get really shy. I really don't like to talk to them. Well, guys, and I,
2: yeah, a beautiful image to end on I say we say goodbye
0: okay
1: alright okay. right, cut that short I'm sorry I just wore 930 no. and I know that no, I stretched it out hey, but no, we don't want to give them a drop more than they've yeah. paid for okay you know?
0: um goodbye goodbye and everyone work on your new year's resolutions and bring them to the next episode and we'll workshop them with everyone we in should chat. do
2: call-in i'm thinking we should do call-in i think that would be we're fun
0: do, well we're doing a special episode that's coming yes out, so we have a we're gonna, so stay listen up for yes. later but not now we're, we're gonna get a now. soundboard
2: we're gonna do call-in and then we're gonna do a special episode <laughs> we're doing a, it's a it's a
3: really yeah. special episode yeah okay Don't i'll tell you about later raisin man arena